Don't care about the money, I forgot first. Don't care about the fame, I forgot first. Your friends gon' switch up when you forgot first. Everything gon' change when you forgot first. Don't care about the money, I forgot first. Don't care about the fame, I forgot first. Your friends gon' switch up when you forgot first. Everything gon' change when you forgot first. Hey, I was wild out here, doing the worst. Everything changed when I forgot first. I was watching and knew me came from out the dirt. And I send a lot of hate my way, but it won't work. When you controlled by the devil, then I know it hurt. I preached the word after that, the devil go berserk. They just do it for the Franklin's, they ain't talking curt. And I promise to tell the truth in every verse. Don't care about the money, I forgot first. Don't care about the fame, I forgot first. Your friends gon' switch up when you forgot first. Hello, and welcome to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast, where my dad, Nick Benson, and Justin Moss talk about being salt and light in a bland and dark world. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. Uh, We seek to uh, preserve and illuminate, uh, be salt and light in a a dark and and bland world. Uh, I'm here with my brother, Nick Benson. Hello. Yo, I'm Justin Moss, and uh, this is episode 30 for us. Man. So we are uh, officially 30 podcasts old. Crazy. Uh, and in the real world, we're probably grown up. Mm-mm. And like we were talking about before, in the digital world, we probably have to retire. Now. <laughs> yeah, we're about that age. <laughs> we're about that age. About five episodes away from retirement. <laughs> we're five episodes <laughs> away from being fully retired. <laughs> Uh, however, we have seen some comebacks in the, in the, in the digital world. Apple did pretty good, so yeah. we're going to try to model our... Uh, <laughs> Jay-Z retired, he Jay-Z came back. retired and Jordan came back. Jordan retired. Jordan retired and he came back. Magic kind of retired and oh, came true. back. Because Magic is better than Jordan. Different topic for wow. a different podcast. That's okay. We don't wow. have to hash that out right now, Nick. Okay. Maybe that's our poll. We gone there. Dude, I, we haven't done a poll in a while. We haven't. All right. Maybe, maybe that's our poll. We're going to start the podcast with a poll. All right. The poll is, who's better? Who's a better? Oh, we have to. We kind of have to break this down though, because who's a better basketball player, or who is the better teammate? Oh man, I know. Because teammate Jordan loses. Yeah, he punched Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. All right, we'll just do basketball player yeah. to keep it fair. Because Nick, Nick, Nick you guys it. can't see Nick's face right now. He's a little shaken because he realizes <laughs> the guy he picked is the most selfish person on the planet. <laughs> Bro, man, we didn't know that then. We know it now. We do know it now. Man, that's why I don't watch basketball. That's the same here, right? I can only I can only speak old basketball now. <laughs> All right, uh, we gotta get back on track. Focus. Um, so our podcast today is uh, putting God first. Right. Speaking of focus. Speaking of focus, um, it's something that I don't even know how long it's been on our list. It's got to be again one of the OG ones, right. right? Yeah. But we wanted to to talk about you know putting God first and how important that is um, for us as Christians, right? But also as men, as leaders in our home. Um, and even in the society that we're living in and all the things that we see taking place, you know, we, we definitely wanted to, uh, to put God first. So, uh, Nick, <laughs> what do you got? Well, I think that was 
there's been a few situations in my life during during walk in different seasons where you get reminded that you need to put God first mm-hmm. because you get to a point where you feel like you get to an end or a dead end or some sort of blocking something in the way. Um, and then you got to remember, like, oh, it's because, again, I've fallen into this trap of putting myself and my knowledge before what God's is, you know. So I think in your in your Christian walk or in your walk in life in general, you're going to have moments where you're going to have to put something in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, it's called sacrifice. It's okay. it's putting something in front of your own will or, or um, destination and um, putting God first, putting God in front of anything else that I wanted to do has shown and proved in my life that he, one, is real, and two, he does have a, a plan and a, and a call, excuse me, a calling for, for my life because every time I've got to that point where I, I can't see a a forward movement mm. and I and I finally and you know the, I got I mean it's, it's it's a bummer to to admit that you get to that point but if we're being real and being honest like I'm 39 so there's been plenty of wow. time, there's plenty of times in my life that I've fallen short because that's what you know what we do we we fail and I've failed to realize that the reason I'm not moving forward and not being able to see forward is because I'm not putting him first. I'm not looking for his will. I'm not seeking his kingdom first, you know. Mm. Um, and I thank God for those moments because I felt and you feel a peace and something lifted off of you when you finally give that to God, when you give those moments right. or you give your life to him. And and like I said, there's been plenty of times in my life um, leading up to now and even moving forward, I'm sure, where there's there's going to be points where you're going to have to make a decision. Do you want to put the flesh in front or you want to put God in front? And, you know, like John was, uh, John Mata was sharing last night at the barbecue, he was saying that uh, one of the things that stood out to me was we have to be faithful uh, to fight against our flesh. Mm. So it's like we have to be, that's a faithful, you know, so that's a daily thing. We have to be faithful and obedient to die to ourselves, or to reject or to sacrifice that desire or whatever it may be. Um, and put God in front of that mm. because one he's worthy and two we're never going to move forward without his you know his light in front of us leading us you know mm. um, so putting God first for me has been a few different layers and 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 perfectly we'll we'll go through a few of them um, in this episode but um, but for you putting God first what was there a specific moment or is there the same kind of like layers of it Absolutely layers, and I think, you know, to what you were saying, it's because it's our walk. Yeah. Um, but there's probably one, like, like moment where I was like, okay, like this, 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 is, this is also going to be a testing, improving grounds of my faith, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I like what you said about John Mata, too, because he used the, war, the word warring mm-hmm. with our flesh. You have to war with our flesh, right? right? So it's actually like a... It's a battle, a full-on battle, and I like that he used that. Because for me, BC Justin, as I was becoming the man that, that, <clears throat> that I should have been, in society's eyes, maturing into what I would call a godly man, was 
that I wanted to make sure I always put my family first. Mm-hmm. That I always had my family first. So everything I did was for them um, without going into too much of like my own testimony. Like I wanted to make sure that my last name meant something. Mm-hmm. Like when you heard that last name, it had honor and dignity and and all these things that the world would have, you know, a godly man that is secular me, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You know, society's idea of a godly man, let's call it. And I would always make sure that I put my family first. So everything I would do would be for my family, everything that I did. And then we talked about this, you know, a couple podcasts ago, maybe it was the last podcast. But seeing that Abraham and Isaac story, the Lord ministered to me very early in my walk that he was to be first. And I didn't understand why or how that would work. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you, like, I, like I mentioned, you know, when you see that story about how Abraham took his son Isaac all the way up to Mount Moriah and was going to was gonna kill him. And then God provided that sacrifice for him. <clears throat> so, like seeing that or reading it and visualizing that in my head, I could never put my sons in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have that type of faith. I don't have that strong will. And why would the Lord want to do that? Like, why would he want, why, why would I put my family behind me and only look at him? Like, that, that's, it, is, it doesn't make sense. And it clicked that he's not asking to take anything from me. Mm-hmm. He's asking to give me everything. Yeah. But I have to have, like I mentioned earlier, that, that like step of faith. Mm-hmm. So in my, in, I mean, I'm talking like six months into receiving Jesus into my heart, I realized that if I put him first, then I get to have this hierarchy where everybody else falls in line. Mm-hmm. And God's not just going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my wife. He's going to take care of my children. He's going to take care of my mom. He's going to take care of my brother. Mm -hmm. He's going to take care of everybody Mm -hmm. because that's who he is. He Mm -hmm. loves everybody Mm -hmm. because they should have that same relationship with him. So as each person has that same relationship, nobody's left behind. Whoever doesn't have their relationship is left behind. But that's how we have that one hand forward towards him and one hand back Mm -hmm. pulling everybody forward. So that... That moment in my walk, realizing that, oh, wait a second. He's not asking me to kill my son. He already provided the sacrifice for my son. He's just asking me to put him first. Mm-hmm. And if I put him first, everything else will fall in line. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, I can't explain how it felt other than like, it was like another burden was lifted off of me. Right. Because I, I, was, I was literally struggling with, and there goes that word again. I was struggling with how do I balance not putting my family first, but making sure I do everything I can for them. If I love God, he told me to do that. Mm -hmm. He said, you better take care of your family, Mm -hmm. minister to your wife and your kids, Mm -hmm. be the godly man that I've called you to be. Um, We can read that throughout scripture. But that's that's what it meant for me. And I, I I can almost remember where I was when I kind of, I was in my garage when I had that like like epiphany, I was like, "Oh my goodness! Okay, okay, this now this makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Now it like it, it, it makes sense." <laughs> and uh, you know, I like how how um, how John starts in the beginning of John because he says, "In the beginning was the Word," and I'm just gonna stop there. <laughs> so, in the beginning, me. Yeah. In the end, me. Yeah. And you're in the middle. Yeah. So just keep looking at me. Yeah. Just keep looking at me. Everything else will fall in place mm. if we just keep our eyes focused on him. 
Yeah. And I got a story to tell you guys about that. That happened yesterday too. Nice. We'll get into that later. All right. Yeah. yeah. Logically, logically speaking, it is hard to understand sometimes, and, that, and it is that step of faith that you got to take, where you know, because if you're explaining it to someone, you're like, and you're just saying like, yeah, God's gonna do it, because you know, you're putting Him first, and you're like, trusting in what He's gonna provide, like say for your family and things like that. Um, it's funny when you tell people that a lot of the time, especially if they're not a believer or if they don't have any kind of belief in anything if they're mm-hmm. just kind of floating they'll 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 look at you like you're crazy mm-hmm. like what do you like what do you mean you, so you don't even know what what's going to happen it's like hmm, no actually because i mean we've shared on gpt like we mm-hmm. we trust in his timing we trust in god's timing because it's always perfect so um putting god first is giving him everything mm-hmm. you know like everything like you give your family to him you give your work to him your health your um your safety for the day, everything to him and let him, like you said, filter through the details of that day mm-hmm. of w- w- what needs to happen. And if you're obedient and faithful to that, he gives us those opportunities to share with our family, to wash our wives in the word, mm-hmm. uh, to, to edify other brothers and sisters, to, to fellowship, to um, encourage, you know, like the, he, he, he does all that mm-hmm. when we give that to him. If we try to do all that, that's when we, at the end of the day, feel so beat down and feel like we didn't get anything accomplished because we tried to do it in our might. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not strong enough to hold, let alone the physical, not to mention the spiritual. You know, like we can't hold up barely physical, but <laughs> spiritual, right. we have no, no chance. chance of holding anything up in a spiritual battle besides prayer. So we have to give everything to Him. We pray, pray it up, and and trust that he's gonna use us for his will, mm. and putting him first. And and for me, um, I don't know if I've shared it on on a podcast. We obviously know the story, but for me, um, it was a few years ago. Now, you had asked me to be a coach, like an athletics coach, mm. to help coach. I, I can't remember what sport it was at the moment. It might have been basketball or something. Uh, softball I, I can't remember it was, softball. it was a few years back though but you you asked me to be a coach and I was like in my head I'm like yeah like yeah but man I like to play like what you know and and I've seen how other guys have coached and I knew that that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not going to play it's not like a coach like you're just on the calling out plays and telling people where to play you are a player coach um, but one of the things that didn't really register right away was in doing so you have to also give devotions and pray with your guys and it, because it's not just being a coach it's actually athletics ministry it's actually a ministry it's not just sports mm-hmm. which this is a learning <laughs> point for me um so we get together you call like a, it's like a meeting now coaches mm-hmm. meeting it's like the first one i've been a part of you know i'm probably like riding real high at this moment i don't even know if my head fit through the door because <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> I got asked to be a coach. Watch out for me. Watch out for me. Um, call me coach. <laughs> call me coach. Came in with a shirt to yeah. say coach. Yeah, for real. And I sit, sit down like nothing, you know. And then, I, you know, a few of the leaders and overseers shared. Yeah. Jeff Sears is one of the ones. He comes up. Oh. And. I forgot. And he looks around <laughs> and says, I'm not going to pick on my son, but I don't know you. And points right at me. He says, what's the first and greatest commandment and my first reaction is to grab my phone because i'm gonna 
I'm going to use a concordance. I'm going to use my app, my Bible app, and look for that because off the top of my head, I have no idea. He said, like, no, 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 not with, not with your phone. He's like, what is the greatest, first and greatest commandment? And then I had no answer. I had to, you know, humble myself and say, I don't know because I didn't know, especially off the top of my head. And then he was like, oh, where, even where can you find it? And I had no idea. I didn't know where the GP, I didn't know the GPS location of that mm -hmm. verse. And, um, you know, he, he went on to use that as an example of, hey, you guys need to be equipped because you're not only going to be playing the sport, you're going to be looked on from these other brothers as someone to look for in prayer, look for in maybe a biblical guidance of some sort, some sort of, you know, direction, because they're going to be looking up to you at that point. And if you can't give them even God's word, like, what are you going to give them? You know, so it was like, like a gut check at the very end and, and a humbling experience on so many different levels and an embarrassing moment even too because it's in front of you know i think it was like probably 15 guys maybe somewhere around there i mean not a huge group of people mm -hmm. but guys that i look up to you're in that you know jose uh tim angelo like marco the jeff sears of course too like there was like a lot of guys from especially you know um really involved men from our church and i felt all those emotions and i you know and i and i and, and looking back on it like you could have took it two ways. You could have took it in a defensive way, like, man, Jeff picked on me, like, mm. you know, like, woe is me, and, and mm. then just be mad and then not even coach anymore, and, you know, and not even be involved anymore. Because people can take it that way. They can get a yeah. real emotional. Because he did call me out, and, I, and I didn't have an answer. <laughs> and it was, like I said, embarrassing. As a man, you feel kind of like you want to kind of puff up for a moment, but at the same time, that's why I said it was a humbling experience, because I knew where he was coming from, and then deep down, I knew I should have known that answer, and I didn't know that answer. So, like, what, am I going to get defensive and, you know, sorry to say, but butthurt over it, you mm. know? Like, no, I needed to, like, kind of, I needed to man up. Like, mm. you asked that question, what are you going to do with it? I'm like, so what was I going to do with that moment? And that was, that, that was a, a crucial moment in my walk because then I took that more serious. Like, you know what, I, I need to have that answer. I need to know what Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 through 40 says. I need to know what that first and greatest commandment is. And we were even talking earlier about the world and society in general and what does what does the world need? What's the one answer we need? You know, it's it's love, right? Like it's mm. it's God's love. So, yeah. you know, Matthew twenty two thirty seven 37 through 40 says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Mm. So putting God first and then loving your neighbor, right? Mm. So in uh, Jeff's militant marine way, mm. he was loving his neighbor because he, he sharpened me mm -hmm. without me being ready and without me fully knowing at the time but looking back on it i fully appreciate what he did because mm -hmm. it was a like i said it was a crucial step in my life to to really put god first because it wasn't about me being a softball coach it wasn't me being called a coach it was me needing to be able to point men to jesus mm -hmm. when they need it most especially in athletics ministry because we've talked about this this is where we get men in the flesh mm -hmm. like not 
many, if any, other ministries have that opportunity. We they don't get guys and people in the flesh. We get it. Yeah. Basketball, football, baseball, all of competitive it. nature. Yes. Men bumping each other. Right. Like we're getting fleshly results that then get defeated by Christ's love. Like and we have to lead that example mm-hmm. being the coach, you know, air quotes coach. And uh so I think God for Jeff. I think mm. you know God for men like you and for the other guys um, in our church that that really take discipleship serious, where they really don't just tell you you need to do something, like say, "Hey, put God first and then walk away from you." <laughs> they put God first. They tell you that, and then they show you by how they do it. Mm. And that's how we need to learn. We have to like visual learning is is one of the more critical and impactful ways of learning for especially this day and age kids now they want to they want to see it yeah they can't just read it yeah um i don't know how i forgot about that and how that could apply to this podcast because that's one of those moments where um like when you're on the outside looking in and you see you see jeff do something like that you're right jeff uh and marco are probably the the two most understood and underappreciated and underloved people in our church. Mm. I, I have this like one of the most blessed things. I'm uh, and I'm not I'm not exaggerating here. My entire life, uh, and I can say that because those guys don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but like just getting to actually know them and fellowship with them and, and kind of just listen to them and watch them and do ministry and hear them do devotions and. And hear about you know how they've been doing ministry for so long, and 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 um, you know how much they love the Lord and how much they dedicate themselves to the Lord. But really, to the point of this podcast, how they have put God first for 20, 30, 40 years. Like you, I, I, you can't understand it. And if you walked by those two guys, you could see like they're gruff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like they're like you know they're like. They're older men mm-hmm. that you could tell have been through stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And you just, you probably, yeah, God, dude's grumpy. I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> you get to know them, and they're like the most loving people that you have ever met in your entire life. Right. And uh, it it kind of breaks my heart a little bit that more people don't know them more. Mm-hmm. You could get so much from those dudes. True. So much from them. Like what happened to you. Mm-hmm. Jeff wasn't trying to embarrass you. Right. He, he, he probably didn't even know if you knew the answer or not. Yeah. But he wanted to make sure that the foundation of what those verses mean right. were going to hit home. And God just used you right. to make to hit that point home. Not yeah. only to you, but to everybody in that room. Yeah. Because if we go into ministry and we want to participate in the ministry, let's set ministry aside now. If we want to have a walk with God, let's set that aside now. Mm. If we want to be the man that called us to be, mm-hmm. if you look in those three silos, they should all be one, but we can put them in silos now. It all has to be with us putting God first. We have to put God first. If you don't put God first, he cannot use you. Amen. You have a spiritual eclipse, yeah. and, and you're that eclipse. Like You're in front and you're in the way. My big head. My big head, right? <laughs> And my shirt that says coach on it, <laughs> Mr. Coach to you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's in the, that, that, that is in the way. And it would be great to say that one, we've never done it or two, that we still don't do it to this day because mm-hmm. we're still putting things in front of God. And, um, I'm going to use that example now, actually. Yeah. I'm going to use that example. And then I'm going to talk to Exodus here mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, got to church. I think it was around two. And we started setting up, 
and then Marlo went to go pick up Jordan and then uh, was going to bring him home. He's got a little bit of homework to do to get caught up so that he could actually to get ahead so that he can go to the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to bring him here and then drop him off at church for the barbecue. Um, so we're setting up, we're getting things together and Marla calls me. I normally don't even pay attention to my phone, but for some reason I actually saw it. Mm-hmm. And so I answered her, I go, Hey, what's up? And she's like, my car, my car just died and I'm in the middle of the street. I was like, what do oh. you mean? She's like, my car just died. I'm in the middle of the street. And she's kind of like freaking out a little bit. I said, okay, just relax a little bit. Tell me where you are. Tell me what happened. And she, she, she begins to calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she tells me where she is. So I was like, okay. Um, I was like, you're going to hang up the phone right now. You're going to call AAA and then, and then call me back. So she hung up, called AAA, called me back. And then she's like trying to explain to me what happened. And I said, okay, well, have you tried to start it back up again? And she's like, no. I go, did you have the AC going full blast because it was hot yesterday? She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe it overheated and your car just shut itself down. You know, try to fire it up. So she goes, okay. She's like, okay, it started. And I was like, okay, just pull over to the side, get out of the road, and then I'll, I'll come over there. So I jump in my truck, I head over there, and I'm thinking to myself, Lord, like, why is this happening today? Mm. Like, why is this happening today? Like, you know, I, I've been looking forward to this, to this barbecue and to this, you know, to, to the fellowship, and now I got a jam, and I don't even know what's wrong with her car. Like, why are all these things happening? So I get on the road, I call her, I said, okay, fire it up again, like, kind of read the gauges to me, like, tell me what happened. And she starts saying, okay, well, the temperature's fine. I was like, okay, well, then, then you should be good to start driving. So I'm on the phone with her, and she's like, okay, yeah, we're good. So she starts driving. I go, we'll stay on the phone just to make sure you're okay. So then I start making a loop to go back to church. But I'm, like, hitting all red lights. Hmm. So I can't even, like, make a turn or get anywhere. And I was like, man. And then she just starts screaming. I was like, what happened? I thought she got hit. No, the car died again. So she's full freaking out now. And uh, I forgot to say this. We were in the middle of praying when she did that. I was like, I'm going to pray real quick. And then, you know, so you guys can get home. So we're, I'm in the middle of praying and she starts yelling and freaking out. And then I was like, what happened? And then she's like, she's like, it died again. Ah. I was like, well, hold on real quick. I go, you got to breathe. You got to relax. I go, God's in control. You just got to let him take control. You can't freak out. You, you got to relax a little bit. So now I realize all those red lights I was hitting was so that I wouldn't pass the freeway so I can get on the freeway to go catch up to her. Mm-hmm. So I go there and then I just start, you know, praying about her. And then, you know, I hung up with her. I said, I'll be right. I'll be right there. It was only like three exits away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was on praying and I'm like, Lord, I don't understand why this is happening. And he's like, uh, he's like, because they need a hero. <laughs> like they need to see, seriously. Yeah. He's like, they need to see that, that I'm there for them. Yeah. And I was like, even wow. during a barbecue and like what, something yeah. you've been waiting for. So I remember waiting for, I was all about church right yeah. now, right? And uh, my first ministry needed help, bro. Yeah. So I got to go over there and I got them out of the car. I you know, had the AC blasted in my truck. I was like, you guys go sit in the truck. I'm going to mess with this thing. AAA was on their way. AAA's never showed up that fast. Hmm. I, was, I was only there for five minutes and the dude showed up. We were home in like 20 minutes. Nice. I was back at church within an hour. I, I, the, the time that I missed was nothing but the opportunity to minister to my wife, to show my son, like, this is what a man does, right. to show them that we're going to put God first. And then as we're driving home and we're following the tow truck, the Lord's like, check this out. Dude, I leave tomorrow. 
to go to Houston. If this would have happened two days later, mm. it would have been a full-blown disaster. Right, because you wouldn't have been here. I wouldn't have been here. Damn. She would have freaked out. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, my, my mother-in-law probably could have picked her up, but it wouldn't have been, you right. know, the same. She wouldn't have had that comfort. And I was like, and then I just started, you know, I started just pouring out what the Lord was telling me. I was like, first of all, babe, we got to have faith. Mm. The Lord's going to take care of everything. Like, I'm not worried about anything that's going to happen. I don't know how this gets fixed. I don't know what's wrong with your car. I don't know what we're going to do. But the Lord does. Mm -hmm. And I go, we just have that faith. Mm -hmm. Like if something happens, and I was explaining to her, like you have to look at the collateral beauty. Like God's working. Right. If we look at the collateral damage, then mm -hmm. we just get to look at this disaster. Right. However, if we turn our head and look at the collateral beauty, right. like you're probably going to get a new car. Yeah. This isn't that bad. Right. <laughs> right. I, you know, I got to come and spend a little more time with you guys today. That's we cool. all got home. We got here safe. And then, you know. When I got back to church, it was just a little bit sweeter, mm -hmm. and I remember like getting back in there, and I was like, "All right, let me see what I gotta, you know, pray real quick, get my head right, and get in there." And then I park my truck, I back it in over in front of the 500 building, and then I look to my left, and it has that banner that says "Welcome Home." Mm -hmm. I was like, "Wow, mm -hmm. perfect, wow, like perfect." Mm -hmm. I was like, "All right, Lord, I'm gonna shut up and put you first. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do." That's cool because that's it. Remind you know, like Brandon Beeler. Our GPT and mm -hmm. all, like all the talks we've talked about God's timing and then how he works even through things like that where we're like almost to the freak out moment like why yeah. is this happening yeah and then we like get to like see it after the fact like oh man mm -hmm. you were working and I just straight up right? I was just kind of being a punk being a yeah a whiner or right. <laughs> like sometimes I feel like that's what I do like I yeah. feel like I'm whining almost and then Telling my kid, stop whining, and then he's telling me, like, well, stop whining. <laughs> he's telling you, hey, Nick, yeah. they learned it from you. Yeah, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> at the parent conference, Dustin said, like, you can tell, you can tell um, how the parents are by the actions of their kids for the most part. You know, mm -hmm. he's like, as they get older, you know, like, they start making their own decisions. And I was, like, thinking, I was like, oh, man, like. I wonder if my kids are whining right now. <laughs> what do guys think of me? <laughs> Timmy whines and punches people. and <laughs> That's Nick right there. Yeah, that's, that's all that. Nick right there. That's all Nick right there. He's just punching people. Right. Audrey would never punch anybody. <laughs> By the way, shout out to Audrey. For our 30th podcast birthday, she made cookies. Right. Homemade Ooh. cookies. Homemade cookies, yeah. So Fire. I'm winning, bro. Yeah. I, I know you like chocolate chip cookies, too. I do. I do. She says she made extra, and she wanted to, to, to bless you and the family with them. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sure they'll like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So shout out to Audrey for that. <laughs> too cool. Right. I've already had two. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even 9 a.m. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just going okay. hard. Just okay. going hard. I'll run extra this week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Make up for it. I will. <laughs> You said, um, was that the story you were mentioning earlier? That 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 that's a story, and I'm I don't want sure it to. I don't want it to, to seem like Marla was like you know running in the streets like you know <laughs> her out or no 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 no. But it was just you know like really like any other person that's in a situation that they don't like. You know, she was really uncomfortable, and um, you know it wasn't like you know I don't want to make it seem like she was you know she was she was like full on freaking out. She was scared. She right. didn't know what was going on, and then, you know, you know, Marla, she's a small little thing, man, and you know, when a car dies, the power steering dies. Yeah, you she can't, can't turn that wheel. Move it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I mean, that's yeah. a sketchy situation in general. For sure. Yeah. And she's in the middle of the street. You right. know, she was like, she thought she was gonna die. But yeah, thank God it did happen when you were here and able yeah. to not have to take a flight to go see her. 
Yeah, and it, they were they were. I was closer to church. They were closer to church than 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 home. Oh, okay, you know what I mean. So yeah. me being at church, I was way closer to them than, being than I would have here. been here. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. All God. All, all God. Yeah. All, all God. Yeah. Like there were, you know, there were only three streets over, three major streets over from you know from where we were, off right there off of Euclid. But it's just a a blessing to. To be able to to be humbled, um, I got humbled. Mm. Got to be uh, you know, I got to be their hero for a little bit. <laughs> got to get ministered to, uh, and then I appreciated yesterday a lot, a lot, a lot more. Man. Right. Yeah. That's cool too, because he probably used that to to soften the heart a little bit, or maybe to, to clear your mind a little bit, even too, where oh, yeah. you guys are doing all the preparation and doing all that stuff. So you got a million things running through your head, and I know I know how Justin operates when he. He starts moving. He's got to finish it. So yeah, for sure, and finish it before everyone else. The boy's got issues. Yeah, man. The boy's <laughs> got issues. We, me and my wife, she's gonna laugh hearing this, but me and my wife have made jokes because you do move so fast. Like say, say a Wednesday after service, we'll like turn around and you're gone. He's gone. Yeah, and we're always like, man, he makes a joke. Like, how does he? How does he get out of here so fast? Audrey said he has heelys. <laughs> I just pick up my toes and he gone. Mario just hops out and you just start going. I just pick them up both and just go. Sorry, I had to go. You know what? Because you know what happens on I the know, nights. I know. I know why you're moving fast, but yeah. other people might not, but they don't, unless you want to tell them. Oh, yeah, Dairy Queen. Your <laughs> boy's got a date with divine date with Dairy Queen. <laughs> Every Man. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Blizzard. Blizzard. <laughs> That's awesome. So if you ever want to catch me in slow mode, you go to Dairy Queen. With the Blizzard, because the Blizzard <laughs> don't pour out. <laughs> you can turn it upside down, it don't move. It doesn't move. <laughs> That's too good. I'm the guy holding up the line at Dairy Queen. I'm so glad I got to bring that up. Can you right move? <laughs> I'm hungry. Get out of my way. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I got to bring that up. Um, another to keep it moving because we don't have commercial breaks. I know, right? <laughs> we can't say cut to commercial while we collect ourselves. <laughs> Dairy Queen commercial. <laughs> Imagine if we were sponsored. You'd be blizzards every day, right? Ooh. You'd have to run ten times I more. Would. That would be a full-on marathon a day. <laughs> Maranatha. Maranatha. Anathema. Maranatha. <laughs> Um, but one of, um, one of the things that, you know, like we've talked about layers or, or kind of steps we've taken, steps of faith or even steps towards, uh, learning how to put God first in all things. Um, in 2017, that was the year me and my wife got baptized. And the year before that, my wife had wanted to get baptized and in my head, I told myself, and even convinced her to wait, but told myself, like, oh, I'm not really ready. You know, like, I, I've been baptized, because as a Catholic, Ooh. I was baptized. Um, yeah, so... Hey, that's a podcast right there. Right. <laughs> oh, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't uh, disagree with it, but I just felt it wasn't a necessary, because, like I said, I've been baptized through the Catholic Church, so I thought that was the same. I thought it was just baptism, where the Lord really worked on me that year of 
2016 through 17 because I think the baptisms usually happen in the summer. So it was probably even early 17 that, that he was working on me too. I'm pretty sure it's the same year we did Romans as a study as well in, as men's group. Wow, is that a Roman? I think, I, I think, I'm not 100% sure. But it was, I remember thinking and rem reminding myself of Romans 1.16, which for me um, was something that was repeated a lot because a couple of the Christian hip-hop artists that I like, they call themselves the 116 click. So oh, they're like unashamed. Yeah, so they're like oh. an unashamed, uh, which Romans 1.16 says, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. So, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so the, una, the unashamed or for not ashamed of the gospel or, not or you're unashamed of the good news um, hit, hit a chord or struck a chord because I then started... We went to the 2016 baptism. So we didn't get baptized that year, even though my wife wanted to. But I was like saying, no, maybe next year we'll do that. Well, we still went to it. Mm. So I was able to hear pastors' quick, brief teaching slash devotional on baptism before they go out and do the baptism. And it and, uh, from that moment, that whole following year, he was working on me because now I, now I realized that baptism was an outwardly expression of your death and, and resurrection as a new mm -hmm. life, as a new creation coming out of that water. So I thought, man, I think I'm missing something. <laughs> like, I thought I was baptized, but now I, I don't think what I was baptized as a Catholic is the same baptism they're talking about here. Because mm -hmm. the Bible talks about water baptism, but also talks about the Holy Spirit baptism as well. Right. So I was, I was totally stuck on the traditional side of thing or the ritual side of baptism it's a must where i was like oh man like i don't pray in a ritual or traditional sense i don't pray saying the same prayer every single time every single night da, da, da. so why why would i think that this also falls into the same category so i started really paying more attention like i said romans really you know i like i love romans and ephesians those are in james too those are like mm -hmm. three of my favorite books in the Bible for different reasons, but um, in one sixteen of Romans it talks about being unashamed. So that started kind of hitting closer to home. Like, all right, I need to be unashamed more. What are you saying, Lord? What does that mean? What does that look like? So even social media things, I started changing of like not just using things for work or using things for family. I was putting God first and putting mm -hmm. Him in front of all that. We get baptized in two thousand seventeen. Now I feel like that was an outwardly expression of me being a Christian, like not just saying it. Now I need to do it. So like that was my covenant with, with God. Like, okay, that, you know, from that day forward, I'm, I need to seek your kingdom first, Matthew six thirty three. I need to put you in front of everything else. And granted, I don't, I'm not like, we're not ever trying to say we're perfect by any means. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I said perfect. I said, <laughs> me, no, not by <laughs> even a long shot. But um, but that was a um, a forward movement on 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 my walk that I needed to remember that God needs to go before everything else, and I need to be unashamed of that. I need to be mm. willing to tell people why I put Him first and why. I know I've been washed by His blood, and why I 
know I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and why I know I'm going to heaven mm. why that's not an, an, a question in my head mm. because I put him first and I believe that and the Bible says that I'm justified by him because of that faith you mm. know by grace through faith right oh, yeah <laughs> taking it back to last episode huh? well what <laughs> um, so I wanted to I wanted to talk about talk just go to Exodus chapter 20, okay. um, but just mention just a couple of things of what you said, because that that commitment, you know, yes, the baptism is, is, is that outwardly commitment, right? Um, especially in front of others and also that going forward and giving your heart mm -hmm. to Christ. But, I, but the work that the Lord does in you, in your heart to help you realize why mm -hmm. is so important. Like, why would you put God first? Right. And you had to reconcile that before you could actually make that step to understand what that step meant. Because if you would have did it in 2016, yeah. it just would have been another action. Right. 2017, new Nick, right? Oh, I get this. Yeah. Right Now I understand why I have to put God first. And all of us are in different, you know, different portions of our sanctification. And just to be clear, it's not levels. It's like portions because the God... God is working like through us in different ways. Like he has to shave stuff off of me mm -hmm. that he does not have to shave off of you and then vice versa, yeah. you know, because of the things that, you know, we have accepted into our minds and our hearts. He's got to clean that vessel out. Mm -hmm. And in order for him to get to that point, it's different methodologies. But regardless of that, you know, part of that work being done is us actually putting him first. Mm -hmm. When we put him first, the work gets done. When you put him second, he can't work. Mm -hmm. And then we have this dance in our lives where as our walk gets deeper and deeper with him, he's in the front more and more and more and more. And then there's just more and more work done to the point where we see these, these older men who have been walking with the Lord like our pastor for like 50 years. Mm. And mm -hmm. like you just... You can't imagine like the conversations that you have with them. And it's just a conversation and like the unfiltered conversations that John has with them on, on Facebook. And in those conversations, like it's just, he's just like spewing stuff out like so much. You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm. He got to pause it, right? You're like, it's like drinking water from a fire hose. <laughs> like when he gets going, it's like, oh my goodness, hold yeah, on. Yeah. I can't take that many notes. Right. Not quick enough. Right. Not quick <laughs> enough. <laughs> And the, and the thing is, is that it's, it's because of how long they have put God first. Mm -hmm. So to that end, Exodus chapter 20, I'm only going to do verses, verses two through four. Um, because to frame it, these, this is the beginning of the 10 commandments. But if you look at how the 10 commandments are broken up, they're, they're strategically put in a specific order and then you have a breakout of five of five. I'm not going to go any further than that because you got to read it because uh, I'll end up doing a, a whole devotion. Here, okay? Ten Commandments. I'm on the Ten Commandments alone, okay? <laughs> well, listen to what it says, verses two through four. It says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I'm going to pause there. Egypt is sin. Moving on. Number three. What's that? He rescued you. Yeah, he rescued you from your sin, from the world. He rescued us. Verse 3 says, you shall have no other gods before me. We just put God first, folks. Mm. Four, it's going to be a little bit long, but he's going to give you a list of things that you've been putting in front of him and to knock it off. 
You should not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in earth beneath, or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to, to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands to those who love me and keep my commandments. So I went through to six because I wanted you to hear all that because you, you kind of got to finish it, right? Mm -hmm. But he's basically saying, put me first. Don't worship anything else. Put me first. Mm -hmm. And if we put him first, you know, you, we can we can see throughout the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation what happens if we put him first. No matter what this short span of life that we have here on earth represents, compared to eternity mm -hmm. is a reason that we put him first yeah. right if we were to, to 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 put this in a secular terminology and say hey look what are you putting in your retirement and everybody has these own versions of what they're doing how they're planning or or um you know what 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 island they want to buy or how much money they're going to spend or what nest egg they have like that's all good and well however who says you're going to make it yeah <laughs> to, to 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 retire mm. I, 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 you could think of people, and I actually know somebody that retired, and like six months later they died. Yeah, they wow. did not have a retirement. So that whole life that they lived, the forty years that they worked in their profession, mm -hmm. okay, worked until they were like seventy-two or three, worked that long into their lives, and then six months later died. Talked about the nest egg that they had, and what their plans were, and did not get to do anything. Because basically, when we talked to that person, they were still on their, you know, I'm using air quotes here, their honeydew list. Right. They didn't make it through the honeydew list. Mm. So you invested all that time for what? Right? We shouldn't invest in our retirement. We should invest in eternity. Right. And that only happens by putting God first. Right. And we reference back to the Ten Commandments. You know, these are the laws that God gave so that these people would follow these laws not because they were laws but because he wanted him to be first right if you look at me everything will work out if you put me first it'll all work out if you start crying in the wilderness and moses slaps a rock yes you're gonna get water yeah okay you're gonna get water but it's only because i love you yeah like put me first mm -hmm. and that's the whole message of 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 the bible honestly right true and yeah, and how do you how do you want to live? Do you want to live chasing perks yeah. like the retirement and right. the material, or do you want to live with a purpose? Ooh. And that's a that the that's a I have that written down actually. Purpose over perks, because that was one of the pop. huh? Purpose over perks. Pop, pop, pop. What's that? Music? No. <laughs> oh, purpose. Oh, come on, Nick. <laughs> Oh man! I didn't expect one from you. Sorry. I know. Pop, you guys don't know how excited I am. I got the biggest smile. I got one. I got one. Like pop music, right? Call pop. my mom. I did it. <laughs> I made one. I made one, mama. I'm not your pops. Top you of the world. <laughs> so yeah. So purpose over perks. Pop. Pop. Um, but that that was one of the layers that I that I had to um to go through and to lose with uh, social media and with mm -hmm. things like that because. There was perks to having social media, but 
is that God's purpose for my life? You mm -hmm. know, and I felt like at that time that the answer was no, and and still is no. Like I think, and I feel more in God's will and purpose when removing things like that because I felt like verse four, and you must not make an idol for yourself or yourself mm -hmm. make yourself an idol of any kind, any image or anything in the heavens and earth mm -hmm. land. That could be your phone, that could be social media. All kinds of things, right? It could be everything. We've talked about idols before. We've had an episode on idols and what is your idols and and I've shared on that. And that's 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 putting God first is when you have to weigh it out with the checks and balances or with the scales, you know, the pros and the cons. And if you see that the pros are more on God's side, that should always be where where you where you need to be, you know, mm -hmm. it's the, because that's God's purpose for your life. The cons are not, you know. Um that being said, how, how how would you tell someone to put God first? You're you're asking me is that question? Yeah, for like me? yeah, like okay. a, like a, and you know I know you just shared on on uh, what the ten, like what God says, Ten Commandments, what, what that says. But you know, if someone were to ask you, or if someone were to give you that question, like mm. in, in in random, like in someone you someone you know, mm -hmm. and someone that's really seeking. Uh, some sort of direction and obviously we can only give so much because we're human but um, like if someone said like how do you how do you put God first like, how do you do that so this is a, this is this is what we in the biz call softball Nick didn't know this was coming but this is one of the scriptures that, that I had huh go ahead I think I did know it was coming oh you did no not knowing but I think, oh, okay I think the Lord's putting it there for us yeah for sure right um, in order for you to put God first, you have to know who God is. Mm -hmm. Okay, yep. so, so you you have to understand that, and you know we could just spend two minutes in Genesis real quick just to understand, like mm -hmm. the Creator of everything. <laughs> yeah. So if if you could just understand that part, yeah, the rest that, of it makes that, sense. I'm gonna plant that seed, and <laughs> then it's gonna automatically water and <laughs> and, and, and grow on its own. <laughs> Uh, because the Lord's going to take care of that. But if you can, if you could start there and understand it, that's that's a key point. And then Matthew chapter six verse thirty three, it says, um, and, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, "But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you." And this really applies to what we chase here, what we worry about, what we're focusing on. And Jesus is saying, just seek the kingdom first. Just mm -hmm. seek God first. If you understand he's the creator and maker of everything, that he holds everything in his hands, there is nowhere else you want to be because everything else is something that somebody else has created. However, whatever they have created is still from him. <laughs> and it's still his proprietary information, right? Yeah. That you have to go to him anyways. So... If you were to look at this theologically or logically, you're going to end up in the same place because nobody can prove otherwise. Yeah. That's why science keeps going because they're not going to find anything else but him. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to realize that. So if, if somebody were to ask me how would they do it, it takes a step of faith. It absolutely takes a step of faith. But each step of faith is paved with God's righteousness. You just have to just say, okay, he's here for me. I'm going to take that step. I encourage anybody, if you don't know, then just seek him and his kingdom first, and then everything will be added to you. Mm -hmm. 
I like that. I was hoping you were going to go to Matthew, actually. Yeah, was that right? 633? 633 was definitely, I think I've even mentioned earlier, is that's, that's like, I think one of the, the keys to to putting God first is is we're going to seek Him. You yeah. know, like that we have to, we have, He draws close to us, so like we, we can't just find Him without Him drawing near to us, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you can't find something if you're not looking, you know? Yeah. So if you're thinking you don't need to find something, or if you don't need something, there's you, He's never going to, He's never going to reveal himself until you can actually have the, the, the eyes to see. Yeah. And um, How does that happen? Maybe? For me, I, I think you have to ask mm-hmm. as an acronym. So you ask, uh, okay. you seek, and you knock, right? We're back on the acronyms now. Matthew said... My acronyms are weak. No, I, actually, pull, uh, that's what I was doing right now. I was whatever, noting yeah, yours. Whatever. I actually put by Justin, so I, so I, <laughs> yeah. I he, he, he hooked it up on that one, because I might use it later. Pop. Pop. Um, but yeah, ask, seek, and knock. So Matthew 7, mm. verses 7 and 8 says, yeah. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened for, to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. We have to ask. We have to ask for Him to reveal Himself. We seek the Him, and then... We knock. We keep knocking. We keep doing it. You know, it's an everyday thing. We have to mm-hmm. continually seek to put Him first, to put His kingdom first before us, because our our fleshly desire and the way that our body works because of our sinful nature is to seek our will always. We we have to, you know, discipline ourselves, train ourselves mm-hmm. to seek His kingdom first, to seek Him before all things, before. What's the song? The song, um, the Bryson, the Bryson Grace song. He says, "Money, fame, and friends." It all mm-hmm. it, he puts God first before mm-hmm. money, fame, right. friends. It all takes a backseat to God. So, um, put God first. Put God first. Yeah. Um. So that's a devotion for the fishing trip. What's that? Ask, seek. Oh, you're Knock. doing that? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So if you're going. Teaser. 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 If you haven't signed up yet, get your butt signed what up. What you doing? Right. Find a kid. Get up, get up the mountain. <laughs> Find a kid. Find a kid. Get up the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> Too cool. All right. We got to do. Uh, we got to do. We got to do closing notes. Um, closing comments here. Do. You, what do you got, Nick? My, mine is is just that the, the simple fact of whatever you're passionate about whatever you seek to do on a daily check your heart on if it's honoring to god or not mm-hmm. because if you're if you if what you seek is not in anything that god would approve of and it, then it probably is not god's will for your life so we have to check those 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 wants and those desires uh and, and give them to him and, and and let him you know from for myself we can say I can use sports as an example I can mm-hmm. use work I can use so many different things that I've put um, in front of him and not know not knowing it um, right like like say sports or, or athletics in general I would be like man adult baseball is really fun and I'm gonna play <laughs> Sunday mornings you know oh, God I'll watch it online later or yeah I'll catch up with church you know is mm-hmm. and then if I pray and ask God to reveal is that something that honors him he's going to probably show me that 
skipping church to play men's baseball in a secular league is probably not something that's going to honor him. It's not honoring him. And then, uh, then I don't listen, and then I start making errors, and then you get hurt, and you're like, why is this happening to me? It's because you were going against, your, was it kicking the goads? Kicking against the goads. Yeah, the, the, so that, for me, that, that was, those were things that as I prayed and seeked him, he showed me over time that there are important things, and the most important thing is putting him, and then he handles all those other things, you know, mm-hmm. like my morning reading, I'm in Isaiah and mm-hmm. like five, chapter five and six is like, you know, the things that the Lord says is going to happen mm-hmm. and, and, and like a scary scene. And then six is, you know, basically the Lord anointing Isaiah and, but Isaiah, he's afraid at, at, at first. He's like, oh man, I'm going to die because I just saw God. Mm. And then God's like, no, here, I blessed you because I called you. But who's going to go? And he give, he still gives Isaiah the opportunity to like go against it. Yeah. He asks like, "Who would I send?" And then Isaiah's like, "I'm here. I'm here. Send me." You know. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be those men seeking him and know that if he's called us to do something, he's also given us the power to do it. And we have to to move on that. Put him first and move on that. And he's faithful. He is faithful. Yeah. So the only the only thing I want to say um, is. A lot of people have fear for putting God first because they don't want to give up control or they may have a weaker sense of faith and understanding of how God works and who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything that we do um, is going to be for something or somebody. And there's, there's, there's nothing better than to do it for the one who holds eternity in his hands. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to read Philippians four, six and seven for the fear part, just so that people understand, like, you know, to grasp this, right? Because if you know what I just said to be true, if you don't know what I said to be true, this applies. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, again, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So by prayer and supplication, all you have to do is just open your heart and your mind and just pray. Mm. And then as you pray, you should be unloading <laughs> your your backpack of junk that you have that's in the way right now of God. Unload it and just leave it there right. and then let him work. Right. Just let him work. And it won't be hard. I promise you, it will not be hard to put God first. Right. Easiest thing I've ever done. And then once you do, you're going to see how silly Hmm. everything you've been doing has been true and it's not that this is a magic pill it's not that life is going to get easier it's not that trials (laughs) aren't going to happen it's not that you're going to be challenged it is that we have nothing to worry about when those things happen right because if we truly believe that he is in control then we have nothing to worry about right fear's a liar yeah amen fear's a liar All right, so with that, Nick, uh, you want to pray us out? Sure. Dear Jesus, uh, thank you for today, and thank you for uh, blessing us and watching over us, and thank you for this opportunity to to talk and share, and just pray that um, your, word, your word goes out, and I pray that anyone listening was, was blessed and ministered to, and I pray that um, they even have some tools and um, even the, maybe an idea or or even a, motiv- a motivating or encouraging uh encouragement words uh, that we said that help them to 
to draw closer to you and to remember to to put uh, put you first, to put you mm-hmm. above everything and in front of everything. And I just pray that um, you watch over Justin and his family um, and keep them safe and protected this weekend. And we just thank you for the opportunity you give us to be able to come here and, and um, talk with each other, but also to sharpen each other and also to, to prayerfully share and minister to, to those listening, Lord. And I just thank you for my family and the opportunity I have to to, to get away to be able to, to have this conversation and, and to even uh, be a part of such a podcast. Or I just thank you for uh, keeping me and my family safe through through these times. And I just look forward to what you have in store for us this weekend as well. And I pray for uh, anyone listening that they also um, have a blessed weekend and that they are uh, safe and, and remain sickness and virus free. And I just pray that um, anyone in need of prayer... Um, um, hears from you and that um, they know that putting you first doesn't mean that um, the trials and tribulations go away but that we have um, a rock to stand on and an anchor uh, to hold hold us still um, and, and able to endure and, and, and to withstand and, and to just stand fast and stand firm on your word during those times and I just thank you for giving us a hope and, and giving us um, a joyful thing to look forward to no matter what the world looks like or what we may be going through we we always have that to look forward to and and like my brother shared that eternity is longer than anything that happens on earth and we just look forward to eternity with you with with no sorrow and no pain and and um, just praise and worship and we just thank you for 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 what uh, um, lies ahead and we just thank you for giving us um, the knowledge and, and, and knowing and, and your word while here on earth to to be able to have something to, to stand on and look forward to. And we just thank you for all that you do for us and all that you provide for us. We love you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we. Thank you for listening to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We hope and pray this episode has brightened up your day. We appreciate you, and if possible, please post or share with anyone anyone that may also enjoy our podcast. God bless.